Hello. Welcome to podcast five of Food Fueled, where education meets empowerment. Welcoming all you beautiful people on this gorgeous day. Join me, Trina Thornhill, your registered holistic nutritionist and life skills coach, as I talk to you about various health topics and empower you, my audience, on your wellness journey. Okay, like my niche has to do with histamine. So you're going to hear a lot about that within all different topics. And the cool thing is histamine touches on just about every illness and every symptom that we have. So today's topic is going to be going healthy and got gas. Okay, let's dive in. How many of you have all of a sudden got this urge to make changes health-wise and as a result, as you change your diet, you notice that you have more flatulence, more gas, and you're trying to figure out why. The cool thing about doing a low histamine diet is the following. Histamine is within all aspects of our body, okay? There are four different receptors throughout our body, so our organs, to our brain, to our skin, all aspects, our blood are included. So, hmm, when you do a low histamine diet and you remove the high histamine foods, you are going to automatically start to lower your histamine load. And as a result, when you lower your histamine load, you can actually hear what your body's trying to tell you. And that is fascinating because in the end, you hold the key to your wellness. You just need sometimes the support of a practitioner to come walk alongside you and enable you to be able to navigate what your body's trying to tell you. So like for me personally, I had gas. I had gas growing up and it was thought to be normal. And I've always found that so funny because when a car backfires, it's not normal. So when a person has gas, why on earth are we taught that that is absolutely normal? I've never understood that, even when I was little. As soon as you hear a car backfire, you're like, oh man, that's gonna cost a lot. So for ourselves, it's quite important for us to be paying attention to that as well. So my triggers ended up being dairy, gluten, and egg. And when I was a kid, I've mentioned this before, you know, I did have lactose intolerance, which is a gene issue, which I've touched on in previous podcasts. Um, and it was passed off like it was nothing. But the bloating and the gas and the swelling, because I have mast cell issues, would result in be like an airbag went off in my entire body. And luckily, I am blessed where it goes off everywhere when I've had those reactions. But it's very uncomfortable. And it's something that you don't want to be experiencing and or trigger off within yourself. So when I applied the low histamine lifestyle, I began to notice that foods were sending me signals too. So like most of the people panic and think that they cannot eat anything, right? When in reality, you begin to peel back the layers and discover that besides foods, there are underlying triggers that are actually fueling histamine issues. A lot of people will do the IgG testing for food sensitivity and most people that I've worked with, their markers come back really, really high and they panic. But the trick to that is, in honesty, is if you actually remove, it's typically dairy, gluten, and eggs, um, and sometimes sugar, well, sugar plays into it, but that's a different podcast, and uh, yeast, yeast plays an active role in too. So when you remove those, you will notice that the reactions to the other foods aren't as prominent, okay? And in all honesty, 
body's trying to tell you something. So for those who are not in tune with what's going on and do not eat vegetables for say, right? Adding the vegetables to your diet or changing types of vegetables you eat cause side effects, including gas, bloating, or bowel movement changes in some people. Most people's intestines and gut flora adjust within a few days. I can say that they'll adjust temporarily, but what ends up happening is as they continue or they try a different food, they will notice some form of bloating. This is a multifaceted thing, but what I'm focusing on today has to do with the bug leaves that are underneath that are actually a contributing component to why you have gas. So if you're trying to include more vegetables or new ones to your diet to eat healthier but suffer from excessive gas, it might be a sign that you have unlying pathogens that are affecting your digestive system. In all honesty though, guess what? The majority of us do. So the cool thing is about learning how to navigate that. So I'm just going to break this down for you guys a little bit. The amazing thing with diet is food tells us a flippin' lot. So when you lower your histamine load, you end up feeling um, amazing. Um, and it takes about 90 days typically, but it's an amazing process. Uh, but what ends up happening is for a lot of people, and it happened with myself too, is that you feel so amazing that you think you can go back and start eating the same way that you did before. And herein lies another lesson. You'll end up learning that it's not just the foods that are the triggers for you. It actually has to do with underlying bacteria, candida, fungus, pathogens, um, pardon me, um, viruses that are within the body and mold. So what's really cool though, as you pair back, you know, think about peeling a banana, you're getting to the center. It's the same thing with your body. When histamine levels are high, there can be a cloud on your receptors. So just think of you're living in a fog. But when you lower it and you peel back the layers, you can actually um, discover the triggers to some foods and then begin to pairing to see what bacteria components are um, linked and or other pathogens. So fructans, for instance, right? If you suffer from gas or have similar digestive system um, related issues, if you react to vegetables that are high in fructan, it could be due to bacterial overgrowth. Fructan is a type of carbohydrate that humans can digest that can become food for bacteria living in your gut. If your bacteria eats the fructans, they, sorry, they eat the fructans because they're, they're fermenting them, right? It's a fermenting, fermenting process and it produces a lot of gas and flatulence and foods that are high in this is our, pardon me, our artichokes, onions, garlic, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, corn, and beetroot for, for, um, to name a few. So if you've ever noticed that you've eaten them and they didn't agree with you, or you had bloating or flatulence after, your body is trying to tell you something. How about sorbitol and mannitol? And what they end up doing is they um, are another trigger for bloating and stomach discomfort. And they're a natural sugar alcohol. And here's an interesting thing. A lot of people actually have issues with, genetically have issues with alcohol conversion, with ethanol in general. So that's where um, any of the sugar alcohols will be treated in the similar way. So there could be the genetic component, but then you also have that the foods can trigger off, the vegetables can trigger off this gas. So if you've recently um, started eating more cauliflower, snow peas, let's say sweet potatoes, mushrooms, celery, or avocado, 
those sugar the sugar alcohol that's in there they can actually serve as a fermentation for um, the certain bacteria that are activated by this so foods lower in the above that would be beneficial to swap out which also have a low histamine component would be zucchini and um, cucumber leafy greens and carrots and they will help as you make those change and if you notice a difference you'll end up being able to know that the next step for you is going to be investigating the buglies that you have going on underneath which most of us do so it's nothing to freak out over and then getting in control of it all right so another um food group vegetable starchy vegetables are what a lot of people react to and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO occurs when bacteria from the colon migrates into a large number up into your small intestines so it's normal to have some of this bacteria in your intestines but too much as with SIBO can result in symptoms similar to irritable bowel syndrome including glass and bloating uh, any type of starch can easily be fermented by these bacteria including white potatoes peas and winter squash all right so that is another sign that you're being given <laughs> where you can actually be like okay this is super cool I'm actually starting to understand what's going on in my body nothing to be scared of or afraid of should I say but it's an empowering thing and then you have another possible cause gas and flatulence are amazing 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 triggers to letting you know what the bigger picture is for yourself this is a window to more and it's about the underlying pathogens which have to do with the viruses bacteria fungus candida and parasites that a lot of us have whether we've come in contact them in contact with them and or have an overgrowth because of things that we've done to our own bodies suppressing of stomach acid so it enables some of the bacteria overgrowth some of the healthy products that we were told to have when you do not have enough hydrochloric acid level you are going to end up messing with the intestine pH as a result um, the lack of harmony can develop if it's not already been a problem in the first place and as a result of that with a low stomach acid not able to keep your intestines um, it's partially responsible for the pH of your intestines to keep that in check you're going to have them having a party celebrating and causing you extra trouble so what led me into the mastering histamine program that I designed one had to do with the histamine component and myself personally having histamine issues as well as mast cell issues that have caused me quite a bit of problem and not being able to navigate it properly um, because there isn't enough information out there and then what was super cool is as I peeled back the layers of what was bothering me I started to realize that pathogens were actually playing a major role in some of my symptoms so candida for instance for me and once you have candida I know a lot of people say once you do a candida cleanse everything is hunky-dory um, I'm just letting you know like once candida is an issue for you it will always be something that you will have to navigate um, and keep on top of and keep in control of um, because there is the overgrowth component and the oculation component that most people don't talk about plays an active role in that. So it's never typically the person, because I know quite a few people that actually do uh, candida type um, programs. 
And I know a couple of them will say stuff like, I fell off the wagon and I came back. It is not necessarily that the person fell off a wagon. It has to do with the overgrowth or the potential for the overgrowth is always there. And as a result, it's something, it's a lifestyle. It's like if you were diagnosed with any other type of illness, you have to manage it. And it's the same type of thing. But what's super cool is um, culturally, like I grew up in Newfoundland. So um, by the time I was born, we moved quite a bit. Um, but my, with my parents, they used to always do a parasitic type cleanse, for lack of a better word. Or they, there was certain things that they would use to help keep their bodies well. I know lots of cultures do that. And typically it would be the spring and the fall. Um, my daughter's um, father, they used to always do it in the spring and fall. It was to help clean them out and they didn't like what they had to do at all uh, he to this day can't stand chocolate just because of that alone but anyway because that's they used a product that actually has the smell and taste kind of like chocolate but it causes your body to just expel everything so anyway um we have gotten out of that rhythm now with what's going on in the world today the way for you to actually kick any chance of becoming unwell or at least lower your response to becoming unwell is to support and do parasitic pathogen type cleanse I would say two to three times a year so I'm getting ready to start mine and I'm so excited <laughs> um, I'm getting ready to start mine um, I've done it before I was doing it like two times a year I'm getting in a little hardcore this year. I'm super, super excited to be working, um, partnered with um, a company, Cellcore, and I am gonna be doing, getting my cleanse on, or my parasitic cleanse on. I'm gonna be going hardcore. I'm gonna do the uh, 10 month on and off. So, and um, anybody that I work with, uh, it is something that, um, based on their uh, needs is something that definitely uh, they will be uh, reviewing as well and, and doing the stages. So when I built the Mastering Histamine program, I built it around lowering the histamine component and getting, um, and then it's built in stages, right? So then it gets broken down to you support your digestion and then you're going to work on um, intestinal. So within the 90 day span it takes 90 days to lower histamine so as you're doing this process and becoming more in tune with your body and understanding like you get the opportunity to do actually a nutritional test which um has nothing to do with if you are allergic to anything but it will sure let you know the markers that you have underlying that are influencing some of your histamine responses and help to fine tune the nutritional needs supplementally wise as well as uh, vitamin and mineral wise which is fantastic and then I pair it with um, a pathogen approach so based on symptoms and symptomology that's the next stage which is absolutely exciting so that's all paired together and it makes such a huge difference when you do this because as you lower your pathogen load the chances of your immune system being taxed become less and less even with allergies uh, anything to do with um, hives those types of thing have a bacterial component to it so it's super cool and that gets all broken down 
and then by the end of it after your 90 days with me if you work if you um, continue working with me which a lot of people do then there is the next stages but either way that is one of the reasons that um, the mastering histamine program which is super important in getting down to the buglies provides you an opportunity to get back in control of your health in the end it's layered right and the cool thing is, is you can't see through the fog, so you need to kind of help the fog to go away so you can see clearer. So today we learned that going healthy can create gas, but there's a reason for it. So as you are navigating your health, do not be scared or worry if that you can get to the root of whatever your issues are. Don't be afraid to peel back the layers. Do not be afraid to take control of your health. Look for someone who will work with you and walk alongside you and coach you and be there to support and hold you accountable. Because today, there is never a better day to get started in your life than right now to take control and start um, start kicking your health up a notch and taking back control of what's yours, which is your body. So wish you guys a great day. I will be talking about the cell core on another day as I uh, begin um, this awesome parasite and pathogen uh, path that I'm going to be on in the next little while. But until then, wishing you a great day. You guys can check me out on um, Instagram. I'm at ffueled on Instagram and Facebook. I am on Food Fueled and my private group is All Things Histamine. All right, here's to your nutritional empowerment. Talk to you soon. Bye.